Welcome one, welcome all to a look at what week 14 in the CFL is going to bring us. I'm Mitchell Blair. You know, when I did the debut episode of this podcast, I really forgot to give it a name. I didn't know what the big guys wanted when it came to a title. I could use the 55-yard line, but apparently that's taken. Is from the 45-yard line too much of a knockoff? About from the 35-yard line. After a lot of thinking, I got back to a song that really needs to come back to CFL telecast. Third and one from the gun underneath those Thursday night lights. Singing lonely of the night. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Third and One from the Gun as we look at the latest in the CFL and how I'm going to put my money down this week. Let's keep the week 13 review short as well because frankly it was not a banner week for me. Things started off great. Ottawa beat Montreal, but then it fell off the cliff. Yeah, I took Winnipeg and Calgary to win, but neither covered, so as you know, that's a loss. I probably would have revised my pick on the Toronto-Hamilton game once I found out Jamie Newman was starting at quarterback for Hamilton, as I had the over in that one. You had to think Hamilton was going to struggle with Newman making his first CFL start, and he did. I made for some easy money in both the money line and the point spread by taking the Argos once that news came out. As you know in the betting world, one little thing can change the way a game moves, and once the news came out that Dane Evans would be the backup with Newman starting, there was a lot of lean towards the Argos, and for good reason. Week 14 of the season's the perfect middle to the NFL season starting. You have the first NFL game Thursday night followed by a Friday night CFL game and then a triple header of action on Saturday before you staple your butt to the coach and get comfy on Sunday watching the NFL. You can use Saturday as a test run for Sunday, and with all the games on TSN, you don't have to change the channel, so you shouldn't have to run out to Walmart Sunday morning or late Saturday night to get batteries for the remote. The first game sees BC and Montreal to play the Alouettes. Now, you have to think... Vernon Adams Jr. is waiting for this one as he'll make his Lions debut after being acquired via trade from the Alouettes. VA is a guy who's disappointed me. I keep waiting for this guy to ascend to that top tier of CFL quarterbacks, but he just can never get there for whatever reason. Will a change of scenery help? First off, you know he's plan B because of the Nathan Rourke injury, and his time as a lion moving forward will depend on Rourke. If he sticks around in the CFL next year, Adams probably resurfaces somewhere else, but if Rourke decides to test the NFL waters, this could be his team moving forward. He wants to show something and prove that he is a CFL quarterback. With the receivers he has at his disposal, he certainly has the opportunity now. Brian Burnham, Lucky Whitehead, Dominique Rimes, and the other pass catchers this team has make up the best receiving unit in the CFL. I don't think there's really a debate on that. Adam should be able to pick and choose his targets. Now, the Lions are favored by anywhere from 2.5 to 5 points, depending on what book or books you use. BC is a better team than Montreal, and they're coming off a bye, so Adam should have a good grasp of what the Lions are running. That wide point spread does concern me, and I think that line is where it is because of the uncertainty at quarterback. Adams is there, but will he be the starter this week? It could be Adams. It could be Antonio Pipkin. It might also be Michael O'Connor. You might remember O'Connor got hurt in BC's last game, and Pipkin didn't look great against Saskatchewan, but he's been taking some first-team reps at practice this week. 
I think that line does depend a lot on who the starter is. If it's Pipkin, I see it being around four or five points. But if Adams starts, I think the line goes down. It's never easy for BC when they travel east. And after putting in a less than stellar outing in Ottawa, you know the Alouettes want to come up with a much better performance. At the end of the day, though, I can't take an Eastern team to beat a Western team, no matter who's quarterbacking that Western team. I don't care if the Alouettes are at home. That point spread does scare me, though, so I'm going to stay away from it and take the Lions on the money line. They should have enough, both offensively and defensively, to beat Montreal and keep the heat on Winnipeg. Have the Red Blacks turned the page? They've been big underdogs the past two weeks, and they came out and beat both Edmonton and Montreal and beat them rather handily, winning by seven in Edmonton and by 14 at home against the Alouettes. Ottawa started the year at 1-9, and nine, but they had a lot go against them. Is this the Ottawa team we were expecting to see at the start of the season? They needed some time to regroup after the Jeremiah Masoli injury, and they appear to have done that as Nick Arbuckle's now in charge. I'm guessing Arbuckle wants a shot at the Argos. Hey, is this revenge week? Adams against the Alouettes, Arbuckle against the Argos? Ottawa's at home again, and that gives them a little bit of an advantage. The Argos are favored by one, but I'm willing to give Ottawa a chance, especially when this is a basic pick em. If you can get a little more return on the investment, I'm all for that. So let's take the Red Blacks to get a third straight W and tighten those Eastern Division standings just a little more. I'm going to take Ottawa on the money line in what should be a pretty decent tilt to get the Saturday doubleheader started. From there, we go a-picking and a-strumming to Winnipeg as another banjo bowl is upon us. What would we call this game if it wasn't for Troy Westwood? The Labor Day Classic was great in the first half as the Riders jumped out into a lead against the Bombers, but Winnipeg got back into it and won it in what was a snooze fest of a second half as the teams combined to score a whopping four points sending those who were confident of the over at the half into a grumpy mood at the end of the game. You know, it just seems that no matter what Saskatchewan does, they can't beat the Bombers, whether it be Cody Fajardo's pass bouncing off the upright in the 2019 West Final, to not being able to capitalize on all the turnovers they got in last year's West Final to what happened last Sunday at Mosaic. Saskatchewan just can't make the right play at the right time, and Winnipeg does what it has to in order to get the victory. The Bombers didn't panic after getting down last week. They just methodically kept doing what they do and in the end they got themselves another close victory Fajardo said after last week's game that they know what they have to do in order to beat Winnipeg but they just keep shooting themselves in the foot by doing dumb things like having a player who isn't dressed take a penalty on the sidelines he said they hope at some point it turns the other way well will that be this week or not the spread here varies from seven and a half to nine and a half points for Winnipeg that number has me looking at the green guys. Winnipeg hasn't blown a lot of teams out this year. They've done what they have to do in order to get themselves a victory, but those victories have come by being the team that makes the play in the fourth quarter. That script probably won't change much this week. Winnipeg to win is the safe bet here, but I'm taking the Riders to cover what at the time I record this is a nine and a half point spread. That's a little too big for me. I don't see Winnipeg recording a double-digit win unless they get a late touchdown to pad the score and turn a four-point lead into an 11.1. So I'm going to take the Riders to cover in a game that could be low-scoring again. The line's between 44.5 and 45.5 points. That's a very tempting number, but I think like last week, we could see the under come into play here. My money's going to go on the green guys to cover, though. 
That brings us to another battle of Alberta as Calgary goes into Edmonton. Edmonton winning at home is something that hasn't happened since the Eskimos turned into the Elks. Is that karma? It is amazing to think a team could go over a 1,000 days without walking off their home field as a winner. Edmonton's late touchdown last week gave them a cover against Calgary, which had this guy grumbling. I'm not sure how Calgary let Edmonton keep them close, even though it was a big spread. You just can't bet on Edmonton at home. Someday they will get the W at home, but I just can't take them to win until they actually do it, and there's no way they should be able to do it this weekend either. It wouldn't surprise me to see Calgary lay a beat down on their Alberta rivals, despite the positives Edmonton had in the Labor Day loss. Edmonton just can't hang with Calgary. They just don't have the talent. They have some offensive talent, but they just can't match up with the Stampeders man-to-man. I'll take Calgary at minus 8.5, but that number has gone up. If it goes back to 6.5, hammer money down on the Stampeders. If it gets up to 10.5, it's going to make me plunk that wager down with a little uncertainty, but I'm still going to do it. So to recap what I've got for week 14, I'm taking BC and Ottawa on the money line. I like the Riders to cover in the Banjo Bowl and Calgary to lay a beating on Edmonton. At the end of the day, it's up to you as to whether you want to tail or fade these picks. Whatever you do, look around. See what book gives you the best offer. And with all the various ones out there, you know you're going to find yourself the best possible money you can get in your return. You don't go out and get like 10 accounts or anything, but settle on a nice five and go from there. That's what I do. Sometimes you find yourself a bargain. Use it. That's all I got for you this week. Thanks for checking in. Enjoy the games, everyone. Let's do it again next week. That's been third and one from the gun. I'm Mitchell Blair.